Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening in. We are so happy you're here. This is going to be quite a gut-wrenching discussion today. Um, Hi, Margaret. Hi, Marge. (laughs) Here we go. Here we go. We're so excited that you've joined Mystic Margaritas. I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with my good friend, Margaret. And, you know, Margaret and I have have often discussed the fact that every time we visit each week a certain gene key um, topic that we live that for that week, it it just is in our fields, it's, it's in our face, and we both feel that way about this gene key, which is the 59th gene key from dishonesty to transparency. And the gift is intimacy. Um, one of the hardest things about this gene key is dishonesty. And I think everyone who's listening to this can certainly relate to the pit of the stomach and the tightening of the body um, when we consider our own honesty and not not necessarily just about being honest to other people, but certainly inner honesty. And that's where it gets kind of tricky, don't you think, Margaret? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, exactly. It's um, I love that you brought that up because how can it's like an elephant in the room if we don't if we don't say okay this is a this can be a really uncomfortable conversation um, or a contemplation really it's it's really interesting because you know the gene keys are about contemplation and. Um, you know, that's what they're for is for us to really uh, contemplate and go deeply into. And, and I noticed, you know, throughout the week as, as it was in my face and really, really um, working on me, just how uncomfortable it became. And, you know, I think part of that is um, that that dishonesty, as Richard Rudd talks about in the Gene Keys, is it's hardwired into us. It's, you know, there's at a a genetic level, there's this um, requirement uh, for us to have the opposite poles attract, right? So that's, you know, the sexual attraction and and so forth. And there's, there's sort of a, um, a, a mystery or a hiddenness that has to occur. You have to be sort of afraid of the other to, for that attraction to um, occur, right? And so, so it's like based on this really primal fear that that's already hardwired into us. So it's not, you know, we we come by our dishonesty honestly. <laughs> we do, and for many of us, you know, we come into this dishonesty out of a history of trauma, of course, and. Um, you know, this, the trauma that can happen to people is so varied and is so individual because we're not just talking about, you know, the trauma of war, which is an incredible trauma, of course, but we're also talking about the trauma of 
our childhoods and whether we grew up with alcoholic parents or emotional abuse or physical abuse or not even being accepted for our sexuality, not knowing our sexuality, confusion around sexuality, you know, rape, um, is, all of these things. There's so many different circumstances that can set us up for living, for, for really not being honest with ourselves. And, and you're exactly right. We do that out of survival because if we did grow up with these traumas, we have to get through them. We have to, and in our unconscious mind or our undeveloped brain, we still have to get through it. And so we end up making things up and having all of these emotions that are hidden from us. And that's part of the lie. So what one thing that can happen to us if we end up not being able to be completely honest with ourselves is that we start to blame others that becomes very active, the critical judgmental self. And there's so much shame built into it and making ourselves wrong and um, flawed that we project blame outward as a way to avoid all that. Yeah, beautifully stated. And and that, that um, speaks to the fact that the programming partner uh, for this gene key, this 59th gene key of dishonesty is the 55th gene key of victimization, right? So when we start projecting that blame outward, then we, you know, we go into full victim mode and they just um, play off each other in this incredible fashion. I have the 55th gene key in my profile, but not the 59th. So I'm, I'm familiar with that um, dynamic. And, you know, I, I think also what I wanted to say uh, to that is, even if we have a childhood where we haven't identified a lot of, you know, outward traumas, most likely we have been um, through a program of dishonesty training or yeah. not ni or niceness training. I'm reading a book right now, of course, um, because I'm, you know, in the midst of this uh, trying to un untangle some physical um, symptoms and pain uh, having to do, I think, directly with this <clears throat> dishonesty, you know, inner dishonesty. And um, it's uh, called Not Nice by uh, Dr. Aziz uh, Gazipura, and and he has these, you know, it's, he's just talking about that all of us were trained to be nice in one way or another, right? You know, in in order to function in society, we have to, you know, not just rail off and hit our sibling if you know if they if they make us angry or something, and we have to, you know, uh, our our parents may have said uh, you're supposed to be seen and not heard. Uh, you know, don't say that. That's not nice. Don't speak to, you know, don't don't react to your mother that way. Uh, whatever it is, you know, there's all kinds of layers and layers and layers of training that we've been through that actually have caused us to to perpetuate this dishonesty. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up, because the the um, the actual thing about about trauma is that it is passed down through our DNA. So we do carry an element of trauma from our ancestry. 
And um, all the things that you're saying can lead up to, you know, a minor trauma. And, you know, when we say trauma, we think of extreme, extreme, but you know, there, it's just really, and it can be, but, but it can also be exactly as you say, just hidden, hidden things that really erupt as we get older in ways we don't want it to erupt. So we do have to start unraveling like you described. <laughs> yeah. So we, and, and all of that you described, you know, what our parents are saying to us and all that, that comes down the line. That's why this is ancestral, right? There's so much ancestral energy that we're carrying because, you know, they learned what they learned from their parents who learned it from their parents and on and on it goes. And so one of the things in the healing world we know is that if we can, if we can look at our own uh, discomforts, traumas, whatever you want to say, and heal those, then, you know, we stop that chain reaction. We stop that pattern for future generations, which is really a beautiful thing. That's true. And, and, you know, so here we are, and that's certainly the, the, the life's work that, that both you and I are uh, engaged in. And, you know, and, and it really does it, it's so important for us to do that as as healers and teachers ourselves right you know in in, in our work in the world um if we're not doing that constantly um then we are not up to speed with the current evolution right okay. and, and this, this is what's this is what, and, and I'm going to use the term, even though I'm, I'm going to do it consciously, that's what's kicking my butt right now, <laughs> is, is doing this next layer. And it really does have to do with, um, am I willing to say what I really mean and, or what I really feel from the depths of my being? And am I willing to do it in a way that works? Am I willing to go through the process of looking deep inside of myself and seeing where that woundedness is and then um then expressing it in a way that will actually cause um cause more expansion and space in in my world that's really great i i i think that too this this dishonesty with self can be really steeped in shame. I think shame is a big piece of this, you know, because I think that's why we lie is, is there shame underneath the, the not being able to be honest with ourselves. Do you agree with that, Margaret? Yeah, totally. Because, you know, and, and it, and it really can be just shame at not being nice, like not having nice feelings, like whatever somebody said really, uh, upset me, really pissed me off. <laughs> and I, but instead I just smile and, and go, oh, well, you know, they're having a bad day, but really I'm seething inside. Right. And then I, then I go into beat up because I'm so well trained to be right. nice. Right. Yeah. That, that I feel shameful. It could be that kind of shame as well. It could be as well as, you know, maybe having behaviors um, from the past that we aren't proud of, but happened, of course, for a reason because of our psyche and where we were at that time, but beating ourselves up or having shame over that to the point where you can, 
I think it's easy to continue to hold what are called secrets. And, you know, secrets build energy. Everything is about energy, right? And when we have secrets internal to us, um, not that we have to share with everybody, but there's secrets really within us. And that and it takes great editing in our energy. In other words, if we are holding secrets from a natural response of information that we feel is important and appropriate, then that energy just builds and builds and builds. And pretty soon it's it's blocking and disturbing other energies in the body that can lead to pain and tension. And of course, underneath that unwillingness is shame. You know, it is shame that, that we think, again, we think we're, we're flawed, we're bad, we're, we're, we're not, it's not possible to, that we are good, or it's not possible that we, you know, we are a valuable person because of this old stuff. It's really gets so intermingled and messed up and deep and shameful and (laughs) (laughs) really. Yeah. And and so isn't it interesting too, that, that, that this gene key uh, is associated with the sacral plexus right with the with our sexual organs and our and so and so yes steeped in in shame and steeped in all of those things is is this energy (laughs) of dishonesty exactly and actually the um there are so many chakras of course engaged in this in this topic right um throat and heart chakras really come to mind because throat is about lies you know, our throat chakra is about experience, it's about expressing our truth, right? Who we really are in the world. And if we're not able to do that, there's some lies we're telling ourselves. And they can be really hard to see again, because of survival responses and things like that. Heart chakra is about love, not love of others, not love in relationship, not love of our kids. It's really about the love of ourselves and compassion for ourselves and that deep heartfelt um forgiveness too mm-hmm. yourself um forgiveness comes in the realm of throat chakra as well in terms of really expressing who we are but you can see how we're dancing with so many energies in the body and awarenesses that we can have to help us move through this yeah it, th- yeah and i think that that you know i, I like what I'm working with right now is the, is some physical pain. And I know, I, I know in every fiber of my being, it has to do with exactly what we're talking about. And so, you know, uh, when I'm brave and when I'm courageous, uh, I'm able to look at this and go, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to move through this because it's the next layer of my evolution. Um, I'm excited to talk more about this when we get back from break. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 
12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. I'm Marge Bone of Mystic Margaritas. I'm with Margaret. Margaret, we sure are getting into uh, the salty part of Mystic Margaritas, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, <laughs> we talk about salty and sweet. We're in the salty, man, into the wounds here. I want to talk about, uh, we've talked about trauma. We've talked about dishonesty. So going from dishonesty to transparency, but in that dishonesty, um, can we can, uh, behaviors can result, behaviors and feelings that we may become ashamed of. And sometimes that can lead us to a numbness too. If we haven't learned to feel if we were not allowed to feel, if we were taught that feelings are not okay. And then that leads to different situations with which we end up in drama and things like that. And so we can shut down even further and that then we become numb. And that numbness is can only come out for most of the time with rage or even shame. And we've been talking about shame, but I think rage is worth a listen to. I mean, uh, worth worth a discussion here too, because you know, rage, r- the rage continuum. This is an interesting thing, you know, working with the brain like I do and the survival responses of the brain. We're all hardwired for those survival emotions. And anger, rage, frustration is one of them. But that rage continuum can be anywhere from out and out rage all the way down to docility and tameness. And that's suppressed rage, right? And probably there's many people listening, including myself at some at, at one point in my life, where um, there was a lot of suppressed anger and rage. And I would just stuff it, stuff it, stuff it, stuff it until I'd blow up and then it would be blah, you know, and uh, I had to learn. I had to learn what that I'm still learning what that's about. And uh, but I had to learn how to be appropriate with my expression of anger and understanding why I was angered. And a lot I, I help try to help my clients see that underneath anger is usually some kind of fear that's running right? And so this numbness is a way of protecting us, of course, from the pain that we have to walk through it the road, on the road to, to honesty. Yeah, this is exactly right. I mean, it is the next place to go to, to look at this, the, the rage 
I liked what you said, the the rage, what did you call it? The rage continuum? Continuum. It's a, yeah, yeah. there's lots. Yeah. Of, yeah. Because, because that is, um, wow. <laughs> so exactly what happens to us when we are afraid, right? When we are afraid and there's no resolution, there's no way for us to deal with that fear. It has to turn into anger. And if we have no way if we are taught that we can't uh, express, that it's inappropriate for us to express our anger and we're not taught appropriate ways to express our anger, like, you know, there's, it's like, you just can't express it uh, uh, because it's not, that's not nice, <laughs> right? Then it's going to get suppressed and then it is going to um, turn into that rage. and. And, uh, you know, that that was um, part of my little journey this past several weeks. I've been um, I, I identified that for myself that like I'm still dealing with super with suppressed rage. And and that's where part my pain is coming from. And and then I um, I think I told you the story about my um finding this book that was from the 1980s, Dr. Sarno's um, mind-body uh, prescription. And he's talking about all of these different syndromes and all of the, you know, sciatica and all these different pain uh, cycles coming from that supp suppressed rage. And for one thing, you know, and, and of course, underneath that, like you said, the fear. And, and so I just am, I'm, marveling at uh how beautiful it is to have that awareness and I, you know throughout my life also i was i did that that stuffing and then explosion stuffing <laughs> explosion and oh. finally had to had to come to some sort of a uh, an agreement with myself that that i would you know use physical activity use some something else to um, express my anger, <laughs> my rage, not just anger, rage. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it, well, you, that's great. Physical activity is a great solution because it, you know, it really does exhaust some of that energy and we all have to find those things that work for us. Um, I you know, went to a trauma workshop by Dr. Um, Vanderkolk and um he is brilliant and has done a lot of research and worked with a lot of people with trauma. And, you know, one of the best things we can do for trauma is to move, whether it's yoga or, you know, exercise. And, you know, another way to work through trauma that I thought was very interesting is through acting. And he would have these groups of people get together and they would act out their story because words come hard and sometimes retelling the trauma makes it even worse. It's like re-traumatizing someone. And so, but creating this whole play, you know, puts it outside of ourselves and then acting through it really helps us to deal with um, things that transpired that put us in this place or that that created this beingness for us um, and a way to work through it. I thought I thought it was really brilliant, uh, a brilliant solution. So, so yeah, so anger and underneath that is rage and it can, there can be numbness and maybe the numbness doesn't show up in your in your work. Maybe it shows up more in relationships. You know, uh, the whole road 
of this gene key of dishonesty to transparency. And the gift, of course, is intimacy. So in relationships, you know, they it illuminates our lessons every time, right? <laughs> and so you're right. I love that you you expressed for us in this time in our lives and being, you know, healers like we are, we do need to keep healing and we do need to keep recalibrating our energy so that we can be of service to others. I love that you said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is, it's so true. I, I, I keep wanting to look at this. Um, I have this uh, nice versus not nice quick reference guide and it's you know it does it has to do with the anger and rage part also because it really is you know like this is when we have to decide are we going to be nice or not right (laughs) is is when we're when we are triggered and so um this is from uh, dr uh uh, gasipura's book and it's it just is a, a little table of nice versus not nice (laughs) that says you feel a strong need to be liked by everyone being disliked makes you very uncomfortable or not nice you don't feel a need to control others perceptions in order to feel secure right nice you typically put others first self-sacrificing or you take care of yourself first when needed acting with healthy self-interest you feel overly responsible for everyone's feelings. That's nice. You, or you support others when possible while knowing each person is fully responsible for, for their own feelings. Not nice. You hide your opinion to avoid friction. Or not nice. You freely speak your mind without the need to convince others or make them wrong. Anyway, it goes on and on. But I just, I just thought, you know, here's this idea of when when we come into when we start to process these things and we come into the healing space when we start to heal we the first thing that has to happen is coming out of that victimhood like taking responsibility for how we feel and then making a choice as to how we move forward with it Yeah, it makes me think of um, my childhood, really. I was, you know, raised to be a good little girl. I was the only daughter, uh, be a good little girl. And then I was in um, a religion, of course, that really um, promoted a lot of being good uh, beliefs. And But I didn't have the support. I didn't have the emotional support for if I wasn't good. And so I learned you know, just to be good and that's it. And without emotional support to become numb. Right. And so it took me a long time to be, to learn how to be okay and learn how to be assertive. I remember going to an assertiveness class after my divorce and, you know, a long time ago, long, long time ago, uh, because I didn't understand, you know, there was only passive and then aggressive that all, that's all I knew. 
And so I had to learn how to be more assertive. And then, of course, practice that over the next decades of my life. <laughs> Still practicing, by the way. It's quite a, a skill. It's quite a skill to be direct, as it was saying, as you read, be direct without putting someone down and making them wrong. You know, that is a real skill. And if we put ourselves down and made ourselves wrong, that's an easy thing to, especially in stress, to come back with. And, um, you know, certainly, we, I'm committed to holding the other person in great esteem as I, as I'm very honest about my own experience. So it's a good skill. Yeah, that's a great skill to have. And I am certainly still practicing that one myself. And I totally relate to the um, only having two, um, uh, two speeds or two gears, uh, passive or aggressive. <laughs> No, that's totally my MO as well. And, you know, it really is that way with a lot of people. Not, you know, I mean, there's other types of personalities. Um, but at what you were talking about, the good little girl, you know, the I've heard this from several different places, but uh, Dr. Sarno's books were one of those places. And that's the goodest personality it's a it's sort of a subset of the perfectionist and it's the goodest being good at all costs because you know the 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 there is no option like you were not given another option and and so being able to move through that so let's um i'm excited to get into the next well, that's <laughs> part good. of this yes. <laughs> I did not move through it. I just kind of rebelled and threw it all out. So, you know, <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about this. Yeah. Okay. So let's go ahead. We're, uh, we're mystic okay. margaritas. So, Sorry. Something's happening with my sound. So um, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller with Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show 
with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, Margaret, I'm ready to move toward intimacy now. <laughs> Enough of the hard stuff. <laughs> but this, you know, the, all of this beautiful dishonesty and pain does lead to something very magical. And that is, it leads to intimacy, not just with another, but more, more importantly, within our own self, within our heart. This is where the heart chakra comes into play. And intimacy is really just this energy of honesty and kind, kindness. And um, I want to just read a, a quote. It says, the process of the one heart opening up to the universal heart. That's that's the definition of intimacy. It's the process of the one heart opening up to the universal heart. In other, and that was by Richard Rudd. In other words, if we can find this place honesty within ourselves, then that is what we create everywhere around us. So in the world. Um, and I pulled a card this right now. It's from the Druid Animal Oracle Dat. Uh, de deck and it's the card of the blackbird so i'm just going to show this you can see the blackbird and it, the key words of this are enchantment the gateway and the inner call and so it really um, is the gateway between two worlds urging us to follow a spiritual path or to become more self-aware he calls to us in the twilight, showing us the path to otherworldly secrets, pointing out the ways in which we can discover more about our hidden motivation and potential. There are times in life when it is important to concentrate on the outer world and your responsibilities in that world. But there are also times when you must attend to the haunting song of your soul, which calls you to a study of spiritual truths and to an exploration of the inner world through dreams and myths. In heeding um, this song, you will discover healing and new depths to your soul. Mm. That the truth. That's beautiful. So I was, I was thinking about, um, you know, how we move, how we are going to move from this dishonesty to the intimacy. And I love that you, you know, uh, opened up, the pathway of the heart, you know, for us to, to start looking at. And, and I thought of um, one of the, my favorite quotes from this part of um, Richard Rudd's work, uh, 64 ways from the 50, 59th Jinky, excuse me, um, is this quote. And it says, if you want to hitch a ride on the currents of evolution, you would do well to align your agenda with its program. You must begin to look into your fears and come clean with your hidden agendas. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I thought, yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Because when we're able to do that, when we're able to go, you know, this is this is actually how I really feel and this is what I really need or desire or whatever. And without regard to, how, you know, whether somebody is going to like it or not or respond in a particular way or not, um, we, we are 
opening ourselves up for um, vulnerability and honesty, right? And when we do that, I like that you also, I wanted to say this, I like that you also talked about kindness. And there's, you know, I want to, as we've been talking about niceness and, you know, um, rage and, and those kinds of things, niceness and not niceness, there's a difference between nice and kind. And, and that difference is dishonesty and honesty, right? The nice is nice because it is required to be nice regardless of whether it's true or not. Right, right. Whether it's a, a genuine feeling or not, and a kindness is is being that way, being gentle and kind, because it's the truth. It's coming from our heart. Yes, you know what's interesting is the the heart, the archetypal energy of the heart chakra is the actor versus the lover. And so if we are in dishonesty, we are acting in our life, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's about this transformation of that, of that dishonesty into honesty. And when we do that, we become the lover, you know, a loving self and loving others more fully. So very well said, Margaret. And forgiveness has to be, you know, I think we, it, we, we really do need to touch on forgiveness because you know, that's part of the shame and blame game, <laughs> right? Is that we're being super hard on ourselves and we, we just think we're bad or not good or whatever. We don't have value, whatever it is. And, you know, so we, it, it's important, I think, to walk the path of self-forgiveness. And sometimes in order to do that, we, we need to forgive others, of course. And um, we've talked several times about forgiveness and what that is. And, you know, really, my definition of it is just letting go of the negative impact of this anymore. Like I'm no longer willing to carry the negative impact of this action or this person or whatever it is within my being anymore. I'm letting it go. Mm -hmm. There's that sparking something in me and I'm, I'm trying to bring it up exactly but it has to do with, um, you know, when we're able to look at our past reactions or our past, um, you know, uh, uh, upsets or traumas or whatever, and and look at them from that from a um, from a non-emotional perspective. When we're just able to look at, oh, this is what happened and this is how i reacted and and have the forgiveness for ourselves for whatever that is you know not not go into judgment and beat up then we are um then we're then we're employing wisdom right we're employing wisdom we're employing the the watcher or the witness and, and I think that's, it's really key for us to be able to come out of victimization and into freedom or into um, this intimacy is to be able to employ that witness and, go, and just look, look at the situation uh, 
from that that wise perspective. Yeah, that's really great advice. That is really great advice because it can be too charged to see it from the depths of wherever. And so to be more of a witness, it's like the observer, right? And just observe that dynamic as if you were observing it in someone else, really. And, you know, we'd, we hold, we often hold a lot more compassion and empathy with other people than we do with ourselves. And, and that's probably why that the witness can be so helpful because it takes the charge out of it is what you're saying so that we can just see it for what it is, you know, learn from it and release it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so when we, when we are able to do that then, and say, say we're in a conversation with someone and we're, and, and we are really wanting to um, be authentic, right? And to have that intimacy. Uh, we, you know, one of the quickest ways that we can do that, that, that I found is to, is through this heart path, right? Through heart-centered awareness, bring our attention and awareness down into our heart, expand our energy to um, be receptive, right? And just wait for whatever it is we're going to hear and receive. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting this flash of, of a, um, a, a session that I had with a client the other day where, where this happened, where all of a sudden we were in the field of intimacy, where we both had dropped fully into the heart center and and even though there were words being exchanged, it was, there was no distance between us. You know, there was no, even though there was physical distance between us, there was no um, this person and this other person. <laughs> it was just this very, very um, deep and profound understanding that happened. And, and that was, and we, we were able to speak that and say, uh, this is intimacy. This is true. This is what it is to be intimate. It's not, a, right. you know, it's, it's not just about sexuality. It's about, it's about sharing that energetic um, bubble or that energetic space and recognizing that there is no separation between us truly. Oh, that's beautiful. It's just a, it's a high vibrancy, isn't it? It's, it's the truth in, in all of who we are, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, energetic, all of who we are. That is the goal that, right? That's, that's the goal that in my opinion, that's the, that's why we're here. That's why we're all here is to be able to be in that space and be in it more often than we are now. <laughs> Right. Well, and, and, and to give ourselves credit, to give ourselves credit for that, like to, you know, because you, like you were saying earlier, that we have to, we have to come into a place where we are loving to ourselves, you know, and, and as we, as we do that, I think we'll, we will begin to have this experience more and more with other people, because we've, we've, 
we've provided that for ourselves. And so we're not in the fear, you know, of, of somebody rejecting us or not liking us anymore. Yeah. You know, what I've learned in rela- in my relationships from, you know, several decades of living here is, is that I love it when I am around other people who are so clear on their boundaries. In other words, they're not doing the, you know, that kind or not kind, but um, nice. They're not doing the nice thing. They're doing the assertive thing. They're taking care of themselves. And I always love it when I'm around people like that, because that they ought just in being around people who are willing to be assertive about what it is they need. They're giving you permission to do the same thing. And so everybody wins. So what we do in here, we put out there and everybody wins. Oh, I like it. Mm. That's delicious. So how about when we come back, let's start uh, talking about what transparency is and how we move, how we, how we um, dance with uh, dishonesty, uh, intimacy, and transparency. So you're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Mystic Margaritas. I'm Marge Bowen. Margaret, we're going to talk about transparency here, and I always see that as being able to see through something, right? And, but here's what I think of when I hear transparency, trust, Uh, the bit, the word trust just comes over and over and over again, because if you can see through something, you trust what you're seeing, right? You trust that whatever you're seeing is there and it's not being hidden from you or uh, it's not trying to trick you. So there's a great deal of trust in transparency to me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think it's, you know, it speaks to that quote that that I spoke to uh, that, you know, uh, come clean with your hidden agendas. Right. <laughs> you know, because because if we if we clear that mirror, if we if we clean that up and, and have nothing to hide. Right. If 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 we're OK in our own self, if we are um, OK, that we have these 
these fears and these, you know, these foibles and these, you know, <laughs> these behaviors and things that, that are, you know, that we're still working through, that we're human, that we're, you know, all of those things, then, um, and we're okay that somebody else sees that. We're, that's like this voluntary, voluntary transparency, I guess, you know, like allowing people to see you for real. <laughs> yes. And I think, um, and what it doesn't mean is that I have to expose everything I've ever done and been and said and felt to everybody in the world. That isn't what it means, right? That we can be judicial about that. What it means, I think, is that when it matters it to us, when it matters in a relationship or when it matters, you know, in, in expressing my true self in the world, you know, that's, that's when I need to visit this whole transparency and who am I really? Yeah, I, I really like that you said that because I think that that's been a, a misconception uh, with a lot of people in in their in their spiritual path, thinking that transparency means that I have to um, expose every you know every dirty deed or every whatever every everything that has ever happened to me, and and that's going to um, improve my relationship somehow. And I I think that's that's you know exactly opposite of what it does is because nobody else needs to to know most of that stuff. And like you said, at the appropriate moments and with the appropriate, you know, in the pr appropriate situation, being able to allow that to be seen. So I also drew a card for today and I just, I want to, um, it's, it's cracking me up that it's uh, from the Mayan Oracle uh, by Ariel Spilsbury and Michael Briner. And it's called Chuen. Look at the beautiful colors on that this card. It's uh, it's actually matches me today, <laughs> and um, so it looks kind of like a an ocean scene. But it's Chuen is the qualities of innocence, spontaneity, inner child, artistry, humor, disruption, and transparency. <laughs> <laughs> And it represents the divine child, right? And it and so it's like open-hearted wisdom and being able to um, that trust that you talked about, innocence, simplicity, and joyful wonder. Like, what is it like to be a magical child? What it is? What is it like to just be who you are and be in the joy of life and be completely transparent? Right. That's. I, I think that's a. I thought it was just a perfect, perfect fit for today. So it is perfect. Well, and that, so there we are. So being transparent and finding that transformational energy within ourselves so that we can come clean and um, really hold great compassion with all of our heart for ourselves and others. And as we learn on this journey of life, and hopefully, um, you know, recalibrate our energy so that we can offer the world some amazing, the magic of being us. Yeah. I, I love that you keep, 
sorry, I, I love that you keep using the, the word recalibrating our energy because that's that's one of the classes that I teach on the, the Vivaya platform is um, energetic recalibration for vibrant health and well-being. So <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's it's one of my... It's, it's, it's one of my favorite topics. <laughs> and so so another thing about transparency, you know, when we're thinking about this in terms of the city, uh, we are also talking about um, like moving farther into the the no separation. Like when we are, we we cease to exist in a, in one sense. We cease to exist as an individual when we move when we move into the acidic states. Any of them, really, we've we've let go of that, and we are experiencing um, the the oneness, right? And so that transparency um, then is is being able to recognize that there is no other. That everything that you're that I'm witnessing in you is also in me, right? And and that having that experience and and so I just think that you know I mean these are heady things and they're it's like um, are we ever going to get there in our lifetimes? Well, I don't know. Maybe I think I think we do experience moments of it. Like right. I, I think that that we do. And I think that what I was describing um, with my client the other day was, was a moment of, of true transparency where there was just nothing in between. Um, And, and so what a worthy thing to, I, I guess, to strive for in our lives is to, um, is to really clean those windows so that we are transparent in that, in, in whatever ways that we can. I agree completely. Um, and, you know, I think most people listening on this will know when they need to clean those windows. And um, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. But when, but you know when you need to clean them, when it keeps popping up for you, whatever the feeling is, whatever that shame or blame or whatever that is keeps popping in for you, that's maybe an indication that greater understanding is necessary. And then a process of being honest and cleaning it up with someone. Right. So very minimally with yourself. Yeah. Right. So real quickly for next week, uh, we're doing the Gene Key 40, uh, which moves from exhaustion uh, to divine will. (laughs) Woo. Okay. Through the path of resolve. Did you say number three? 40. 40. See you next week. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Bye, everyone. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.